Welcome to Motivation. A show for females that need more awesomeness and want more happiness in this world. Motivation, inspiration, tips, good stories, laughter, and balance. My awesome co-super women in this swirling sisterhood of power. Let's fire up that motivation and let's dive in. With, of course, your happy host, me, Monica. Welcome, my dear listeners and motivators. I'm your host, Monica Alfing, speaker and coach for women. And if you want to know more about that, then as always, get your phone, head down to my Instagram and find me under Monica's Coach for Women and we can talk more there. But for now, and I hope you're all excited about this one today because it is going to be a good one. Today we are talking about a subject that is something I work with all the time with my clients and that is language and not in the way that I speak half English, half Dutch and that that I stumble over my words here and there. No, we are talking about how you can use your language to live a better life. Does that sound weird or not really? Well, not to me and certainly not to my beautiful guest of today's episode. Melissa, I am so honored because this woman chose to be here today and chose to do this episode of motivation with me. She is so beautiful and with a voice of an angel, she is doing so much good in the world with a heart that is filled with love, kindness, and beauty. I am talking about Melissa McLeod and this amazingly stunning angel of a woman has her business in clinical hypnotherapy, brain health coaching, and psychotherapy, NLP. She's originally from the UK living in Sydney and has been for the last past 16 years and loves working with children and young people to let them become the best version of themselves. Beside that all, she is a local artist and co-author in the book Empowered Women Empowering the World and is featured in Mumpreneur Movement Magazine and Beaches Covered. Melissa, I can't wait any longer to talk about this because this is so important. And you, Melissa, you have such a beautiful gift that I can't wait to share it with my listeners here on the show. So, Melissa, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Monica. Oh, it's lovely to be here and um, very excited. I know. <laughs> and what a beautiful introduction. Oh, my goodness. I could listen to you for hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're just listening to yourself because it's all true. And it was actually, it was so easy to make this introduction about you because, I don't know, it feels exactly, I feel exactly that way. So I'm so happy that you're here and that the people can can listen to you and, and to your beautiful voice. So as always, I like to warm up my guests with three questions. And the first one is, how would you describe yourself to the listeners? Oh, gosh. Well, creative and calm most of the time. Um, and Basically, a crazy, busy single mama who just loves people and anything creative and arty in nature. 
Oh, I love so that. That's probably, yeah. That's a really good <laughs> description. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's, um, yeah, it's just that thing about having those quiet moments and then, but then <clears throat> accepting the chaos as well and, and mm. kind of combining the both and saying it's, it's okay to be, you know, calm and content and then crazy busy and, and uh, yeah, <laughs> colourful. Yeah. Colourful life. <laughs> exactly. Beautiful. Yeah. Melissa, what motivates you and always will? Obviously, I mean, you know, you're a mum as well, our children. So for me, it's my son. Um, he motivates me because he's so insightful and he's just wonderful. Um, and it's also, you know, what are we leaving behind for them in terms of our teachings, in terms of the support that we can give that, you know, especially if we can record it too, then it's part of the legacy. And I get really motivated by, um, I, I guess, all the things that my clients kind of experience in terms of their own journey and seeing them transform how they, they live in the world. And, and I just love seeing that. And that really inspires me, motivates mm, me. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. Yeah. Melissa, if you could change something in the world, what would you change? Well, this is close to my heart, but I, you know, anxiety is important to have a little bit of it. But when it's out of balance, it can be just so debilitating for people. So I think the number one thing would be a world where there was far less, you know, um, anxiety that was really affecting people. So much calmer, um, content world, mm. really, and anxiety free. But as I say, we need a little bit, but just not to the extent that it really kind of gets in the way for people. So and also um, depression to be lifted too. Yeah. I think that would be the if I could leave anything behind it would just I just wish that that would be here yeah. on you know here in the world yeah and definitely mm. in this crazy world at the moment even though we are living in the best world ever for the last couple of hundred years I know people are getting more anxiety and more depression than ever it feels do you feel that too very much so and especially with children too mm. so um, it's amazing and people from all different walks of life it's it's almost as if um, you know so many people don't escape it they they're struggling with it whether you know whatever their circumstances are so yeah it's really um, prevalent at the moment it's probably counts for 95% plus of the people that I see that's the reason it's huge and this is probably a part of it too. Melissa, today we'll be talking about using language and, you know, anxiety can be a big part of that. And when we first started our conversation about this, you had a couple of examples and you talked about what the media says to us. Would you like to share some, some of us with us? Yeah, absolutely. Well, sometimes, you know, for example, and no disrespect because, um, you know, some really wonderful work that's done by the campaign Quit Smoking. But sometimes when I hear almost like an embedded command, and an embedded command is basically where within a sentence there is actually kind of a command. So, for example, with my son, I'll often say to him, you know, sorry, instead of running, if he's got scissors in hands, it's kind of the command would be to walk. And because the mind will then pick up on the word walk rather than run, because then he'll do more running. <laughs> and in the media, um, often hear kind of you know, quit smoking and then I think but the key word that you're hearing is quit and so the mind will say quit okay that means give up give up means I won't succeed so even though the intention is actually to empower somebody to be released and free the word quit itself is almost defeating before they even start and it's again like the word try 
you know, when somebody is trying to do something, it's very hard to get motivated to do it because you're not in a way committed to either doing or not doing, as Yoda would say, <laughs> do or not do, there is no try. <laughs> so, it's totally um, true. Yeah, absolutely. So sometimes I see in the media kind of some kind of comments and phrases like that that I think, you know, if it had just been tweaked, it could be really, really powerful. But as I say, there's a lot of wonderful things happen from those programs also. But um, I think if we can be mindful of the language, sometimes that would just make such a difference. They you probably know, need um, to just call you for advertise it. <laughs> absolutely. Because <laughs> well, I think that's and, really and, powerful what you just yeah. said, because um, a lot of people don't don't even know that and that the brain and I know you you are a brain coach, so you know how the brain works. Really interesting, I think, and uh, mind-blowing for a lot of people, I think, to hear. And I, Yes, absolutely. And I think as well, it's, I think when you kind of notice the language and notice things even more, and then you'll find it anywhere. So I'll be driving and I'll hear a song on the radio and I think, gosh, those lyrics are really, <laughs> they're not empowering that you know and then I think oh no what have they just said and I switch it off because I think it's very subtle and but it still gets in you know and also the things that we hear in the news as well I mean obviously there are different parts of the news and different sides that they need to portray but sometimes the language around that are creating so much fear and that it's just really difficult sometimes to hear language being used in such a way where it, it can be quite controlling or it can be quite fear-mongering and and that's a real shame mm, especially mm. fear pressure anxiety I think we all get a lot from the media and and so moving them from the media and if you say you know like I don't watch the news I don't have cable tv so I have youtube premium just to avoid all those marketing ads also for my daughter I hate that she needs to click through mm. advertisers it's advertisement that is not serving her any good but moving from media to ourselves can you bring some examples of what women say to themselves or the clients or the language they use and probably that listeners can um, relate to absolutely well you know when I'm talking to somebody I, I am also kind of making a note of things that they might say repeatedly and how they are kind of not in a way labeling but how they are portraying themselves or projecting um, and quite often you hear, you know, I've always been this way. That's one of the things I'm looking out for is the word always, because it's a stable attribution, which means that basically in their mind, it's almost like a stuck belief. So I've always had this, even as a child. And, um, oh, and because also when we say always have, the presupposition behind it is kind of we always have, always will. And even though we don't say always will, the mind is kind of saying, OK, well, that's what it means. It means it's stuck. It means it's always there, which means what well, if it's always there, it's never going to be different. So one of the things is to really look at how people are um, you know, describing themselves, even to the point of somebody saying, oh, I'm, I'm a Leo or I'm a Libra and that's why or I'm, you know, it's genetic or, you know, it's just this way. And that kind of language is almost kind of saying, OK, well, it is this way and that's just the way it's going to be. So I often talk about freeing up language so instead of the word always maybe changing it to sometimes or occasionally or every now and again and it just softens the language and stretches it out it gives it's almost like opening a window and putting a breeze through each letter <laughs> just giving it a little bit of space and sometimes we do that kind of creatively um, in terms of you know picturing different things using a little bit of nlp neuro-linguistic program 
mean, where you basically just kind of change how we see it in our mind and then we respond to it very differently. But, you know, quite often there's a, also, you know, a lot of self-doubt and critical voice that kind of comes in too. So not feeling good enough and worthy enough and that type of thing. And when somebody is kind of repeatedly saying that or feeling that, then it plays out, unfortunately. Mm. Mm, yeah totally and I think a lot of people can relate I think most of the people can relate that we once in our life we definitely do that if not more and yeah what I see most of my clients do they talk really negative about their selves um, or using a lot of all beliefs all language all stories in their languages mm. um, so if we are talking about highlighting or voice and really start listening to what we say, how would you say or how women can do that, how they can turn things around or highlight it? Well, I mean, speaking to somebody else is always a good idea. Oh, I said always. <laughs> That's so funny. Can be a good idea sometimes, maybe. <laughs> Brilliant. And it's funny because you can also then you know, pick yourself up on your own language quickly, which is good. Um, so talking to somebody else is good. And the other thing is to voice record. I say to people, where, you know, you can write it down, but record yourself speaking and just speak as if you're having a conversation with somebody, but just see then the train of thought because where we lead, where we start, it kind of leads to something else. And we can either be focusing going down a hill or, you know, where we're not feeling so good and then something else supports not feeling good and then something else will back that up. Um, or we can have a bit of a change in the direction and see our language kind of really building ourselves up. So it just depends on the focus um, because our brain wants to support it. And if we think, you know, we, we like to think in patterns and, and find things that are going to support our thinking. So whether it's positive or whether it's negative, the brain will look for a way to, to make sure that that's, um, that's real. And I often say our mind is a little bit like a, a Google search bar. And so what we put in, what keyword we put in, our brain will then search for anything that's related to, to that. So it's really important what we put in the front of our mind because it will, it will search for anything to support it, whether it's positive or negative. Yeah, beautiful, mm. beautiful said. And I think it's really strong what you just said, record your own voice. What I like to do also is, you know, you have WhatsApp, you can, you can talk and talk and talk to your friends, but you can also erase it. If you're not happy with what you said or listen back to it or you can share it, but also it's just so it's out of your mind, it's out of your brain. And then different people, you say different things. You have different hats with different things, to, uh, with different people too. Mm. So it's so interesting. And you said something about changing your language and magic appears. Now I'm, you know, I'm big on that and I such believe in that. But what are your thoughts about this or more so, can you explain how the work, how the brain works with that? Mm, absolutely. Well, you know, when we speak in a certain way, it really does. Um, I don't know if you've heard of, um, you probably have, Dr. Emoto. He was a Japanese, a beautiful man, you probably have, and he, he used to take photos of water crystals and zoom into them and the power of, you know, um, the intention of the word and he would, take photos of water where there was loving words said to it and there was a beautiful um symmetrical almost like a 
oh, what was it like? Uh, like a snowflake, beautiful in, in its structure. And then if there was negative kind of thoughts and words and things like that, or even music, it would be distorted and, and not symmetrical. And I also think we're made up so much of water. So sometimes I say to my clients, well, almost in the front of the mind, if we put a word in that's actually going to really serve us, it's a bit like choosing you know, a, a dodgy hamburger over something that's really you know, healthy and, and help with the vitality. And then when we place that in the front of the mind, it does flow all through the body. You know, we're sending those signals and it's creating um, different states in ourselves. So then our body will be released with certain, you know, um, you know, chemicals and things that will really support that. And as I say, we're filled with so much water that there is a vibration of what we say and it has a ripple effect on our whole system and it can either really serve us or, or be quite harmful, unfortunately. So, mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely worth looking him up. I'm, I can see the, you know, the nodding that you, yeah, you know, you know oh, him and it's so beautiful. And I um, think also yeah. with, with that, it, it, and we can see it in our own lives, talk to a plant, be nice to a plant and a plant grows bigger, you know, it grows beautiful. And, and we have that with our kids, it, with our relations, with our bodies. If it's the same language that we use with our bodies, if we are being, if we are giving them bad, like giving the body bad food or are not taking care of it, it's like a language you use. It's maybe not verbal, but mm. it is negative or say something really, you know, negative to me. Now I will feel down and I will feel more depressed. And that's exactly what we do if we, say negative things to ourselves isn't it mm, absolutely and like we were saying earlier on about you know in a sense filtering what your child hears and mm. you know um and is subjected to it because again it's you know we can't always choose what's around us but we can certainly in a sense choose what we decide to take on board or not mm. um, and i often say it's a bit like having a water filter in the top of the mind so when a thought comes in we kind of then you know we purify it and say okay well which one can come through it's like being a bouncer on the door you know your name's not on the list off you go yeah <laughs> but just that sense of saying okay you can stay and I've got to let that one go and it's quite yeah. often letting go of the things that we can't control by overthinking it or or change so if we can't change something it's that point of saying well what can I do about this well if I can't do anything about it I'll let it go and it just then frees up the space Yes. And quite often clients say that they've had to take up a hobby because they're not overthinking and they've got so much more time yeah. on their hands because, <laughs> you know, this filter stops them from yeah. going down a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. And then magic appears because then happiness comes, comes along, kindness, more space for seeing more beautiful things. And that comes to the next question. As you know, our brain is amazing, um, mm -hmm. but our brain is hardwired. But the cool thing about our brains is that they change every time we learn new things being positive for yes. longer times and of course also saying never negative things to ourselves melissa you as a hypnotherapist and a brain coach if people want to change their brains for the better what would you say or recommend well i think the first thing is getting very conscious of what's being said that's the first thing i often say to clients it's a bit like looking at the wardrobe, bringing everything out, just in a sense, all the words, all the kind of daily things that we normally just do and say, and then really filter that and then decide what we want to be thinking. And when we do that as well, what's happening, we are actually changing the way that we see things that 
that wonderful thing of neuroplasticity and we can change how we do it and it's almost like redirecting our thoughts but then once we get really clear on how we'd prefer to be thinking then we repeat that and that's where the hypnotherapy is really effective because before they get the recording or we do the hypnosis we decide together um, how they prefer it to be and we often don't realize but we think in pictures and that can be really helpful because the brain understands very easily what's happening then and so by having imagery within the hypnosis as well the brain says oh okay I get that I understand and it kind of fast tracks the change and it's interesting because I say it's a bit like going down a new path the more you go down it and you know it becomes really familiar until it's just just the direction you go in and sometimes we have to put a bit of a detour and say hold on (laughs) this this has been leading to a dead end for a while Let's uh, find another path. That's and but it is carving out the kind of phrases, the words, and where you want to be placing your attention. So, I think as well, just that sense of really thinking of positive words. I mean, for example, grat- as we know, gratitude is so powerful because you know it's turning thoughts outside of yourself rather than than being too focused inside. And that sense of gratitude just opens your heart and expands. And again, that that's so powerful so it's certain words where as you put them in the front of your mind as I say even if it doesn't feel 100% at that point at the time you're seeding the idea of focusing on that and then you'll probably find that somebody else says it and you'll see it written or there'll be you'll hear that word a lot more because it'll be in your mind's eye at that point which is just fabulous it's like the word serendipity you might say oh serendipity I love that word oh yes and then all of a sudden it's on the tv that film and then (laughs) those kind of things happen it's like um, it's like when you when you want to buy a new car and you have never saw it before then suddenly you see these cars right it's exactly Mm -hmm. so it's what you think is that what you get yes absolutely and I think underneath that is also seeding and you know weeding out rather the parts that prevent us from doing it so Mm. part of it is having permission to actually say those kind things and to also recognize where the voice comes from Mm. did they they hear those kind of thoughts but does that belong to somebody else is that someone else's opinion of them rather than themselves so to find their own voice within that so that their words are being said to them right now not from anything that's happened in the past but right at this moment that they are choosing just in the last episode of um, last monday i've i've talked about this too is your story the the true story and and I say this a lot to my clients too the story that you have been telling yourself doesn't have to be the true stories and the true story and as we as humans and I was there a long time time ago too I was so stuck in the past and mostly just stuck in in and frozen a bit in time and and really seeing the negative things and so what, and I got out of it with that. I just stopped it. I was like, I don't want to live this way anymore. I don't want to live in the past. What am I actually saying to myself? Is this actually the real story or can I re, you know, rewrite my own story? And that's what I now do with clients because it works. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. filtering out the things that are actually not true or maybe even the things that they that they how they see themselves in the past and still see themselves. So really um, rewriting it and then the energy just shifts in us, in our brains and in our bodies. And so Melissa, with that, what are your thoughts about, you know, reflecting 
to beliefs, old beliefs, old stories and being stuck. And yeah, what are your thoughts about that? Mm, Well, absolutely. And it's very powerful to kind of, in a sense, look and then re-narrate your story. It's almost then, I mean, you know, even a small story of a child and a mum walking to the shop, they'll both have completely different insights and experiences in a way of, of explaining what happened because they're looking from different eyes. So I think it's that thing of, you know, going back and, and finding what was insightful and taking, it's almost like panning for gold. It's taking the moments that you want to keep because perhaps there's an, a lesson to be learned or something that you want to hold on to, but not taking everything with you. And again, it's, I guess it's kind of, um, you know, choosing those parts that can go forwards and then letting go of the rest of the story because sometimes that story can be so heavy and it can be filled with so much detail and all these moments and, and sometimes things that have been really hurtful that there may be a, a feeling of injustice or wishing things would be different. But there's that wonderful word of sometimes having to accept some things, not everything, you know, and, and it's, it's tricky. But if it's hurting in the present and it's from the past, then that's, you know, that, that's not a nice place. So instead, what's going to help you heal and go forwards? And that quite often, rather than the details, it's taking kind of a, a bit of a, a bird's eye view over the situation and saying, okay, well, that is in the past, but what are the gifts that I can move on with? Because quite often what happens, we transform it into something that then really motivates us or you know, um, helps us to become an even better version of ourselves. And it's either seen as a blessing or a curse. And again, that's the the perspective and the choice in in how we want to see it and to go forwards and be free from some of those difficult stories. But lovingly, respectingly having them, but just placing them beside us rather than them being something we're looking at. So true. And I always feel it is taking responsibility too it's Mm. and and that's hard you know that's sometimes hard to do to not blame others for a trauma that you've been through and 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 we're talking about hard things here though but even a trauma is the way to deal with it to then take responsibility in the way you then act further on Mm. yeah exactly what you said you know the acceptance can you accept it do you still need to do the work? Then do the work. And then, you know, you want to move forward because it's still, it's in the past. And even though it's maybe not changing it straight away, but it does change again, your brain and how you feel and and what you say about yourself. So yeah, really powerful there. Thank you for that. What do you think? Sorry. Yeah, no, no, I was just going to say as well, because, you know, sometimes it can be difficult to except something like you say when there's you know maybe something somebody's been very hurtful towards you and sometimes when there's been a traumatic experience it's a tricky thing because it's almost you know rather than okay well I'm I'm taking this insight or that one of the other things to do perhaps would be to look and see how you responded to it or you know how you've maybe grown more resilient so kind of looking at those qualities rather than sometimes the big overall picture because some people aren't ready to see that at that point but maybe to say okay well I was able to observe I was able to um, get the help that I needed I was able to so just finding those stories of empowerment within a time that they perhaps felt disempowered and what they were able to do within that and to recognize and almost give that part of them a hug and say hey look 
you did the very best at, at you know at that time and it's again just that sense of comforting that part of us but using the language to do that like we would with a child yeah oh, I know <laughs> it's it's beautiful and I think a lot of people uh when they're listening to this and and also for the listeners if you want to ask Melissa something they can reach out to you right and 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 you can have a talk to Melissa or if you're going through th- something or you want to have some hypnotherapy then please reach out to her she's just amazing and Melissa what can you share now with the world that will be really helpful for everyone to hear sometimes being okay with not knowing all the answers right Mm -hmm. now and that's where that beautiful you know the golden that golden gift of the present is so true because it really is that gift because it's almost trusting that okay well whatever's happening or coming up in the future and I think this is also an antidote to anxiety is just in a sense to say, okay, I don't need to see too far ahead, but right now in this breath, in this moment, it's okay. And in the next breath and in the next moment and then see, because when we look back on our past, even if it's been really difficult, we're not in that moment now, we're in the next moment. And so I think that's the, one of the most magical things is to just not need to look too far ahead so that we can see the beautiful gifts right now too. So yes, to enjoy, enjoy that. And I often say to people, it's a bit like having a little torch and not needing it to be too bright and seeing too far ahead, but just literally looking at your, looking down at your feet and just seeing a little bit and then seeing a little bit, but knowing that you, you've got the within you that you can turn it up as bright as you want or, or as little as you want. And it's okay to just have moments where, you know, it's just peaceful and, and it's, it's just enough to see and, and you can rest in that. And then other times where it could be brighter, but it, you know, the main message is, coming back to that place that said, you know, whatever happens, you have you. Oh, and boom. What a mic drop already. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's beautiful. a beautiful thing. Aww. Thank you so much for sharing your gift. That's absolutely amazing. And, and for all your words and, and the last question, and I can talk to you forever. So <laughs> if you, by the way, and I will share this at the end too, but please go to Melissa's website or look her up on her socials and um, you're big on TikTok nowadays. So she has some fun videos there too. <laughs> no, but it is, it's fun. It's good to see it. Like you're amazing. You're amazing and funny. And yeah. Um, well, well that, so, that, <laughs> so I was just going to say very quickly about the TikTok. It's funny because my 10 year old son was saying, oh, you know, I want to go. And I said, no, absolutely not. And I said, well, I'll just have a look at it. And then I got on it and I thought, this is so much fun. And but it's part of the visibility. It's mm. being able to, each time you post something, I kind of think, right, I'm going to take that down. And I think, no, um, um, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to wait. And so it's okay for it not to be perfect. Yeah. And it's okay just to be visible. And, and it's about not worrying too much what other people think. It's just about, you know, expressing and having fun. Mm. Yeah. And so it's more of an exercise in that way. And, and it's funny. It's just, you know, it's hilarious. I, I think I have exactly the same. I'm like, I'm doing videos just for the fun for me. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, if anybody can laugh about it, then that will be nice. But mm. yeah, it's um, it's a little <laughs> bit of fun um, laughter therapy for yourself too. Last question yes. I want to ask you, uh, Melissa, moving into inspiration, what do you think everybody would need to do in their lives I think the most important thing is to be true to themselves and 
you know, I think especially if there are other mothers here and you know, people with their own businesses, it's, you know, like Marie Kondo would say, you know, finding things that spark joy and to really listen and pay attention to that and to give yourself permission to do those things that light you up as well. And um, because the brighter and lighter you feel, the brighter others around you will feel too. And it's, it is, yeah, it's just giving yourself permission to, to just be free to go and do that. And what feels bright and, you know, great, go do it. Have fun. <laughs> yes, have fun. I think that's a, that's a big one. Happiness, fun, uh, laughter in your life. Look it up, uh, find it. And um, yeah, I loved our talk, Melissa. That went so mm. quick. So is it that, really that time? Oh I know, goodness. it is already. It's already, <laughs> we actually are over the time. But as I said, it doesn't wow. matter. There is really no, no over the time. But I really loved that you were here and that you shared all your knowledge and and for the time and energy that you put into this because I know as a single mom that is not easy always um, I'm happy that your uh, son have I think he has an amazing time now <laughs> on a bike yeah. as you said so for the listeners I bet you want to know more about L- Melissa or want to work with her then please go again to her website or socials at Melissa GM McLeod or is it McLeod and G McLeod isn't it so it's, um, yes, it's Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A, and then J for Jane, and then yep. McLeod, M-C-L-E-O-D.com. Beautiful. Yes. Or go to her TikTok, where, again, she makes beautiful and funny videos for everyone <laughs> oh. to enjoy. And as always, all the other information will be also in the show notes and description. And I want to end this podcast with a quote of, um, and I hope I said this right, Ludwig Wittgenstein that says, the limits of my language mean the limits of my world. Thank you so much, Mm. Melissa, for being here. Thank you ever so much. It's been wonderful. And lots of love to everybody. Take care. All right, all right, all right, awesome motivators. That was already the ending of this episode. But before we go, I would love to ask you if you like this episode and if so, the podcast, then share this with your friends or on your Insta stories and tag me in it at Monica underscore coach for women as this will totally help the podcast grow. And with that, we're working on motivating women all around the world together. And I would, of course, love to hear your thoughts and see where the motivation is going to. And if you're ever thinking of achieving your biggest goal and working with me, as your coach or cheerleader in your life, health or business, then please reach out on my Insta, Facebook or go to my website, heramazonianhealth.com, where all the information and packages are and, you know, you can get a taste of the rest of my life and business a bit. All right, guys, hope to see your amazing soul soon again on Motivation.